let's get ready to study God's Word. Welcome to another episode of Rightly Divide the Word of Truth. This is Andrew S. Baker, and it's time for another devotional study. Please be sure to visit us at biblestudy.asbzone.com, where you can find links to our previous episodes and various Bible study resources. Let's have a word of prayer before we get into our study today. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for another day of life. We thank you for your word. We ask you, Lord, that you'll help us as we enter into it, that you'll give us wisdom and understanding, be with our hearers, and may they be blessed, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Today's study is entitled, Going Where God Leads. Going Where God Leads. Our passage for this study, our verse that we will use as the basis for this study, Acts chapter 16, verse 9. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. Okay. That's a famous quote. It's a well-known quote. Let's turn, let's go over to Acts chapter 16. Lots of things happen in the book of Acts, and lots of things happen in chapter 16. We're going to focus on, um, you know, we're going to start at verse 1. wasn't planned to start at verse 1, but we're going to start at verse 1. We're going to look at the context for this, because we believe in context. Acts 16.1 says, then came he to Derby and Lystra. And behold, a certain disciple was there named Timotheus, the son of a certain woman, which was a Jewess and believed, but her father was a Greek, which was well reported of by the heathen that were at Lystra and Iconium. Just to be clear, Timothy was well reported of by the brethren. I know it's it's weird how that's done, but Paul comes to Derby and Lystra. There's a certain disciple there named Timothy. Timothy is the son of a certain woman, that woman being a Jewess that believed, but his father's a Greek. So it was a Jew that believed who was married to a Greek. And then which was well reported of by the brethren is talking about Timothy is talking about Timothy. That's who this was was spoken of from the beginning. Okay. Him would Paul have to go forth with him and took and circumcised him because of the Jews which were in those quarters, for they knew all that his father was a Greek. Okay, so verse 4, Paul wants him to go and minister with Paul. But in order for the Jews that they're going to come across to take him seriously, 
because he is born of a Jewess, he has Timothy circumcised. Now, you would look at that or consider that as catering to a particular segment of people. But the fact of the matter is that Paul knew that if obstacles were allowed in ministry, that they wouldn't make any progress. It would be better not to take him at all. But in order to remove unnecessary prejudices, he actually did something that would take a stumbling block out of the way. It's something to consider when you're dealing with similar circumstances. Now, again, there are lots of uh, principles involved. There are lots of specifics that you have to consider. But in this particular case, Paul removed a stumbling block that would have affected an approach to the Jews. It wouldn't have affected anything going to the Gentiles. But Paul did interact with, with some of the Jews, as we will see. Okay. For all knew that his father was a Greek. <laughs> and as they went through the cities, they delivered them the decrees for to keep that were ordained of the apostles and elders which were at Jerusalem. This is an important verse. Like, we skip through this all the time. But you see that the apostles were in the habit, and it's a responsibility, of setting forth doctrine, not just understanding scripture, but in providing instruction, definitive instruction, here called decrees to be kept. Okay? So when God established his church, the leadership of the church could put forth instruction, things that needed to be followed. Um, obviously, they weren't just saying any arbitrary thing, but the point is, not only were they teaching Old Testament instruction, but they were grant they were telling people how to live. This is something that the church is responsible for doing, and not just any random person in the church either, leadership in some sort of a unit, because it's not just the apostles, right? People say, oh, ordained of the apostles. It says apostles and elders. So those in leadership positions who have long experience in the faith have a responsibility to set forth guidelines for how the church body should operate and how members of the church should operate within that context. Okay? Verse 5. Verse 5. And so were the churches established in the faith and increased in number daily. I want you to understand that verses 4 and 5 are well connected. As they went through the cities, they delivered to them the decrees for to keep that were ordained of the elders, of the apostles and elders, which were at Jerusalem. And so, therefore, on account of that, and so were the churches established. That's the way in which the churches were established in the faith and increased in number daily. Now, let's get into this, this next part. So that sets the tone for what's been going on here. Now, when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia, After that they were come to Mysia, they essayed to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. 
and they passing by Mysia came down to Troas. Okay, those were verses 6 to 8. So they've been going all over the place and preaching the gospel and teaching and, and instructing. And in some way that is not explained here, they were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. Doesn't say how that information came to them. Doesn't say what form it took. But they were forbidden to preach in Asia. Okay, so now they, they bypass that and they come to Mysia and they essayed to go into Bithynia. So they're planning, preparing, making an attempt to go into Bithynia. But the Spirit would not let them, suffered them not, would not allow them to go where they were trying to go. Remember, these guys are in ministry, in service. They're missionaries. They're trying to spread the good news of the gospel everywhere. But the Lord won't let them go somewhere. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, or requested of him, saying, come over into Macedonia and help us. After, and after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. Okay, we're going to tackle a few more verses in a little bit. But this is really interesting. Here it is, these folks are doing the work of God. And yet, there are places God doesn't want them to go. Even more importantly, God does not tell us, does not record for us why he did not want them to go. Could have been any number of things, but it's not recorded, it's not left on record for us why. Here you are in ministry, have your plans, trying to move forward. The Lord block is blocking. The Lord is blocking you. In the first case, and, and it's hard to say from this reading whether or not verse 6 and verse 9, well, I should say 6 and 7, it's hard to say whether those two are related in the sense that Luke positions they were forbidden of God, of the Holy Ghost, to preach the word in Asia. And then verse 7 says, we tried to come to Mysia and essayed to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not or us not. It's possible that those are the same event that are being recorded, right? One just at an overview level and another one deeper. But either way, regardless of whether it's one attempted blocking or multiple attempts at blocking, the fact remains that even when you are apostle to the Gentiles in ministry, that going into a certain place wouldn't solve your problem. And so the Lord is like, no, don't worry about that. We don't know what it means because no information is left on record for us. But verse 9 says, A vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. Okay, so immediately. 
Verse 11. Therefore, loosing from Troas, we came with a straight course to Samothracia, and the next day to Neapolis, and from thence to Philippi, which is the chief city of that part of Macedonia, and a colony. And we were in that city abiding certain days. Doesn't tell us how many days. They were there for a while, but it doesn't say. And on Sabbath, we went out of the city by a riverside where prayer was wont to be made. And we sat down and spake unto the women which resorted thither. And a certain woman named Lydia, cell of purple of the house of the city of Thyatira, which worshiped God, heard us, whose heart the Lord opened, that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. And when she was baptized and her household, she besought us, saying, If ye have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there. And she constrained us. There are many times when, because we're doing the work of the Lord, or because we're doing a work that we believe or perceive that the Lord is in, we assume that every plan that we put forward will be approved by God, will be accepted. Right? Surely, if I'm doing mission work, wherever I go to be a missionary, the Lord's going to be happy with that. This passage indicates that that's not necessarily true. More importantly, we may never be told why. We just have to operate by faith. So, when the Holy Spirit told them not to go there, they didn't go there. When a second situation potentially arises, and they try to go into a different city that was not in Asia proper, they're still blocked. The Spirit suffered them not. And then, then, Paul gets a vision, gets a night vision, and he wakes up and glorifies God and moves forward because now they're sure that they were blocked from this other place. And the Lord said to them, in a dream, sent someone, rather, who is depicted in the dream as saying, come over into Macedonia and help us. And so now they're prepared to go there. The lesson for us is that we are never above requiring the direct guidance of God in all that we do, even when we're doing the Lord's work. Even when we're doing the Lord's work. Remember, God has plans for us. And remember that we're part of a great controversy. God knows why he wants us to do a certain thing. I know for a fact, especially on the True Wisdom podcast, I know for a fact that there are times where I'm prepared to do a particular podcast and something happens and I'm like, okay, Lord, which one should I do? Which, which topic? And the Lord will and has pointed out to me what topic to pursue. And it's not until near the end of it that something gets said that you realize, ah, it was essential that I do this topic. We have to be willing to be led by God in these areas. We have to be willing to, um, To listen when God says, no, I know what you're doing for me. I approve of it in a general sense, but I don't want you to go there. It is not recorded for us why he did not want anyone there. But that's not as important. When we know 
that God is speaking to us. We know his voice. We're not worried about um, getting reasons to things. It's nice if the Lord sees fit to give the reason, but sometimes, sometimes we just have to follow God's plan for us in ministry. Sometimes we have to not worry about anything else and just go where God leads. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. Paul received the call, moved with haste when he identified where he was supposed to go, and ultimately was prepared to do the work that he thought he was going to be able to do successfully somewhere else, to do it where God wanted that work to be done. And it's not to say that when you go and do what God wants, that everything will work out fine. Because remember, in going over to Macedonia, Philippi in particular, Paul and Silas ended up in prison in the middle of the night. So just because we do what God desires, what he wants, what he's telling us to do, it doesn't mean that our path will be devoid of all trouble and persecution. Okay? So not for us to really worry about. We should always seek to be in tune with the Lord's will, especially when we're doing ministry, so that we can do it the way that God wants it to be done. Okay? We have to go where he leads. If he wants, he'll give us the answer. We don't know that he didn't give Paul the answer eventually. It's just that it's not recorded for our benefit. Okay? And we don't want to get in the habit of speculating on the parts that are that are missing. But that's that's what we can understand. That Paul at this point doesn't know, or at least we don't know that he knows. But we have to be prepared, no matter where we are, there's somebody who needs the gospel. And we have to be ready at any time. And it may not be in a place where you expect. Right? May not be in a place we expect. This will happen more and more as we come to the end of time. So we need to be on guard for it. Okay? I pray that we will be alert and attentive and seek God's direction before we make moves in ministry. Let's close with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mercy and goodness and love. We thank you for providing these instructions to us. Help us that we will move in accordance with your will. Help us that we'll be attentive. When you say, no, don't go this way, that we will listen. And when you say, let's move forward, that we will also again listen. Please bless us. Keep us. Give us the strength that we need. Help us, Lord, that we will abide in your will. Help us that you will... Teach us what we need to know and say and live in accordance with your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. You can reach us via email at biblequestions at asbzone.com. We look forward to hearing from you, whether you have questions, comments, suggestions, or concerns. We also recommend that you check out the True Wisdom podcast, where Robert and I discuss Bible stories and other Bible topics together.
Both of these podcasts can be found on over a dozen platforms, including Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Please remember our ministries in your prayers. Until we meet again next time, may God richly bless you as you prayerfully study and share His Holy Word. Thank you.